This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. Hi everybody, welcome to episode 334 Aussie Mac Zone. 334. How are you, Zan? Fantastic, Michael. How are you? Very, very good. Thank you. Now, before we start, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you cheeky bastard. <laughs> so I hope, I hope you had a, couple, a good weekend. A great weekend, actually. Excellent. So, very quiet one, but, uh, you know, that's, that's fine. It was lovely. Good. And just, uh, you know. We're allowed to have uh, uh, friends over now, and so Mason's best friend, um, Violet, came over with uh, her parents, who were also uh, our very close friends, mm -hmm. so uh, it was very, very lovely. Excellent. Um, yeah. Excellent. I got a visit from the in-laws, uh, which was nice as well. <laughs> <laughs> Always nice to see them. <laughs> so, yeah. So, happy birthday. Thank you. Happy 21st, I should say. I say that to all the girls. So. That's right. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Happy 21st. Yeah. Now, our Aussie Apple ramblings this week. Welcome back to the Apple staff that have returned to the stores in Australia last week. Yay. Everyone appeared to be all right. So when I, I popped in there on Friday for something. So now I've got a story to go along. So I've got a scam email. And the reason we keep bringing it up is because it's up to us to help our friends and family avoid scams. That's absolutely right. Now, this one, I've put it up on uh, the Aussie Mac Zone page on Apple News, the whole document. And it's a, uh, looks like an Australian government form from, you know, Australian Government Services Australia. And it's it's got uh, subsidy benefit allocation. And it asks for the name, address, date of birth, tax file number, complete address, a copy of a notice of assessment, and your superannuation fund details. Also, they wanted a copy of a valid driver's license or a pa Australian passport and a clear copy of your Medicare card. That means that they get your 10 grand super withdrawn, not you or your friend or family member. So that just gives them, which is why um, they've actually suspended that superannuation redraw. Yep. yep. Uh, because there's been quite a few of these going around. It might be the that's same just, one. That's disgusting. Yeah. So um, now this. Kellyanne says hello. Hi, Kellyanne. How are you? Hello, Kellyanne. Yeah. So this um, this one even it, it said servicesau.com was the address it was from when you highlighted mm -hmm. it and then underneath that it actually said the reply to address was somebody in in uh when did i say it? it was slovakia ah now that might be a false address as well I'd, absolutely I don't know but um yeah uh, also if kellyanne i'm saying hello to kellyanne i should say hello to levi um what's the other one's name hunter and mason <laughs> <laughs> i know who you are boys it's okay i'm only joking that's right so, and it's up to us 
to keep reminding our family and friends to always double check and how to avoid this sort of crap. Yeah, absolutely. As, as you know, we're, we're supposedly the tech experts, so we've got to stay on top of it for our friends and family. Uh, agreed. Especially with, like, that one, it's got all the logo and everything. Like, it looks really good. So uh, what's this about? Uh, I hear about, um, uh, was it? They're hosting Apple to host a virtual worldwide developers conference. Yes, uh, beginning the 22nd of June. Uh, what have I got? That picture there. Ready, set, code. Now, now submissions for the Swift Student Challenge are now open through to the 17th of May, Pacific Daylight Time. Apple Press tells us uh, last Wednesday, Apple announced its host... It will host its annual Worldwide Developers Conference virtually beginning the 22nd of June in the Apple Developer app and on the Apple Developer website, and it'll be free for all developers. Excellent. The company has also announced the the Swift Student Challenge, an opportunity for student developers to showcase their love of coding by creating their own Swift Playground. Now in its 31st year, the Worldwide Developers Conference 20 will be an opportunity for millions of creative and innovative developers around the world to get early access to the future of iOS, iPadOS, macOS, tvOS and watchOS and to learn from Apple engineers as they work to build app experiences that enrich the lives of Apple customers around the world. WWDC 20 will be our biggest yet, bringing together our global developer community of more than 23 million in an unprecedented way for a week in June to learn about the future of Apple platforms, said Phil Schiller, Apple's Senior Vice President of Worldwide Marketing. We can't wait to meet online in June with the global developer community and share with them all of the new tools we've been working on to help them create even more incredible apps and services. We look forward to sharing more details about WWDC 20 with everyone as we get closer to this exciting event. Students are an integral part of the Apple developer community and last year WWDC saw attendance of more than 350 student developers spanning 37 different countries, said Craig Federighi, Apple's Senior Vice President of Software Engineering. As we look forward to WWDC 20, although our gathering will be virtual this year, we want to recognise and celebrate the contributions of our young developers from around the world. We can't wait to see this next generation of innovative thinkers turn their ideas into reality through the Swift Student Challenge. Swift Playgrounds is a revolutionary app for iPad and Mac that makes learning the Swift programming language interactive and fun. Student developers from all over the world can submit to the Swift Student Challenge by creating an interactive scene in a Swift playground that can be experienced within three minutes. Winners will receive exclusive WWDC 20 jacket and pin set. And for more information, go to the link in our show notes. Developers are encouraged to download the Apple Developer app, formerly WWDC app, where additional WWDC 20 program information, including keynote and platform State of the Union details, session and lab schedules, and more. 
and it will be shared in June. Information will also be made available on the Apple developer website and by email. So one thing that was brought up to me is because, say, say someone that works in England, yeah, because they can't, like, they're still going to have the time off work, to yeah. be fair, unless they're, they're scheduling this as a 24-hour thing. Because if if the programmers are still expected to go to work in England, so they're going to have to get up at, like, or stay up late at night to to watch yep. what's happening and then go and do their day's work and then you know, try and catch up on everything that's happening. Like for yeah. us, it starts at three o'clock in the morning. So, yeah. You know, so those people that would normally be away from the week that the developers conference is on, yeah. maybe they should also be given the week off from work so they can do the stuff that they'd be doing over there. Yeah, it's actually a really good, good point. Yeah. So yeah. just an interesting point that was brought up. Um, now, we talked about Never Song last week. We did. You've got good news. I do. So um, last week I spoke about Never Song and how it was. I, I really wanted to enjoy this game, but I couldn't because of the the, the lag in the game and they keep freezing and t- it was just really glitchy and it, it lost the fun of gameplay for me. Um, I wasn't the only one. Uh, there was you know, other people saying the same thing. Well, within that week, um, Serenity Forge had uh, gone out, sent messages out to people, fixed uh, the glitch and the freezing and, and that sort of stuff. And they, what they delivered is a fantastic game. So excellent. They were quick. It was quick. Quickly responded to the. The problem brought to their attention and they gave us the game that we really wanted to play. I, I was really happy. Um, so in the beginning of the game, there's a, a part where you go into uh, what seems to be oh, like, a, like a barbershop or, or something like that. And uh, there's uh, music written up on the board. Uh, it says that, you know, our favorite song and it gives you a couple of notes. But every time I'd go to play that part, it'd freeze. And so I did get the letter and I could see the, that it was um, CG, CGB. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it froze and I'd have to reset and work out where to go. Like, what am I meant to do with this, you know? Um, but now that it unfroze, I go in there and it gives you, it, it comes up with a whole uh, panel of uh, cleft note, you know, style paper and, and the notes written along uh, music parchment. And it was just, uh, it was fantastic the way it came up. It was really pretty. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's really cool. A um, couple other little bits that froze as well and other parts um, that kept stopping me and no longer did. And I got to get right into the game. Um, I played it for probably three or four hours. Excellent. Uh, and it was just really enjoyable. I, I loved it. I loved it. And it's good to see it being, yeah, admitting that was a challenge. They got over yep. the challenge, sort of. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, Serenity Forge didn't have to respond so quickly. You know, people still would have downloaded the game, had a look and had a bit of a whinge, but they still would have downloaded the game. So Apple would have given them their money, you know. Yeah. Uh, but instead, they acted quickly, fixed the problem and you know, showed that the game 
wasn't a grab it was for gamers and and you know they were there to to be supportive and, and wanted us to enjoy that game yeah and maybe maybe because they've got a close tie with apple yeah because it's part of that yeah the arcade, arcade. yeah yeah may, maybe like the apple developers were in there helping them yeah absolutely yeah giving them that extra little bit of yeah advice yeah. now like i said last week the sound and music voices of this thing are great. The, the, it's visually stunning. Like all these games that I've been playing on arcade are, uh, they're visually beautiful, you know, especially the, the ones developed just for Apple. You know, they've let those little uh, companies come in and, and develop something that is, you know, uniquely theirs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and th this is no different. Like, it's so beautiful. Uh, it's dark, it's funny, it's odd, you know, in only a way that Apple development lets people find. Yeah. And it was, it was great. So I'm going to give this game uh, 4.3 apples. Okay. So, and yeah, the reason I haven't given it in the top five is because of what happened. Uh -huh. uh, so I feel 4.3 is the top mark. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. Um, and I believe we found out a little bit about why it's a bit of a dark game. Yes, we did. So um, Apple Arcade's uh, new Neverstone game was inspired by de uh, developer's near-death experience himself. Yeah. So the goal of the game is to make sure you know that you are... Um, uh, what is it? Sorry. <laughs> are valued. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and loved. Studio founder Zhang Ha Yang said, For Yang, Neversong is more than just a game. It's based on a true story. While in college, an illness made his platelet count drop dr uh, drastically. And doctors all but gave up hope. But Yang miraculously survived while he recovered. For two years in a hospital, he battled loneliness, losing contact with his friends, and being away from college. To cope, he turned to video games like League of Legends and Final Fantasy, which are fantastic games in their own right. Mm -hmm. uh, there, Yang found a whole new support uh, community online. Fra the friends Yang made through video games while recovering are still his, in his life today. He still chats with many of his, uh, them on Facebook and when playing video games. And a few attended his wedding two years ago, which is excellent. That's right. Awesome. It, it shows that you you may meet someone online, but um, you know, gaming and stuff like that. But they honestly can become true friends, mm -hmm. and um, it's fantastic. After he healed and went back to his normal life, he couldn't stop thinking about the role video games had played in his recovery. Yang said he believes video games are no longer just distractions for kids, but can inspire and teach practical skills to people of all ages. They can advance science, they can heal trauma, they can solve conflict, he said. So there you go, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is fantastic. That's awesome, isn't it? Really, it is. Yeah. And gaming—it's such—it really is such a huge community now. And you do make yeah. friends on there that, again, become 
you know, lifelong friends. Yeah. Uh, for instance, my sister, funnily enough, I probably don't know if I should tell anybody this, <laughs> but I'm just going to say it anyway. Uh, my sister met her partner playing um, Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah. And uh, though she was a huge fan. Uh, used to play a lot of it. Uh, her partner played a lot of it too. Uh, they started chatting, uh, doing you know, just doing the, the things together, became friends. Um, she said, you know, we, we should meet in person. He's like, I live in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay, great. When can we meet? <laughs> I, I'm guessing they video chatted a bit. And, it's only and across the stuff. pond. That's right, it is. It was a three-hour flight, you know, and... uh, Closer than Perth. Yeah, I'm guessing they chatted online a bit, video called and stuff like that, and then he came over. Uh, So they got to meet in person, and uh, I think he was only sort of coming here for a few weeks. Yeah. And um, next weekend, they will be doing their uh, gender reveal for their baby. There you go. Yeah. You know, this is, you know few years later but that, that's what happened you know so funnily enough and funnily enough i mentioned uh gta yeah. which is uh, also available on steam which you know you can get on uh your macbook and uh, and all that sort of stuff yeah um rockstar are actually uh giving all online players 500k this month in the month of may if you log in yeah uh you can grab your cash um, so, uh, it's, I, I'm a huge fan as well. This is why I'm telling you, and I know you can play it on your MacBook and I know that you can get your, um, Rockstar, um, social club and, and stuff like that on your iPhone. Uh, you can also download the, um, I think it's called iFruit, <laughs> <laughs> um, app, uh, on your iPhone, which can also control the dog in the game. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. You get to, so you get a, like, it's basically a virtual pet. <laughs> um, and that sort of stuff. And because I've been, I've been playing the game since it came out, I, you know, got waited in line and got the game when it first came out. Yeah. Um, and I've been playing ever since. Uh, so yeah, if you log in this month, uh, Rockstar are giving away 500k. Don't forget to go to the casino as well because there you're either, you, know, you can win a car, you can, um, you know, what else can you win the, uh, on the spin? You can win cash, you can win uh, ramp, you can win clothes, chips, <laughs> that sort of stuff, you know, for the casino. Um, at the moment, I think I've got like, you know, sort of $150,000 worth of casino chips that I keep winning chips and I, you know, go in and I, because you know, they got like a, a racetrack, a virtual racetrack and stuff like that in there. Yeah, yeah. And so I'll go in there and, and I'll do that sort of stuff. That's and, all I've got yeah. anywhere at the moment. Yeah, well, that's right. So it's the same. Yeah, so it's, a, it's the same sort of thing. Um, so yeah, get on there and win. Also, if you're uh, playing on Steam or Xbox or you know whatever, check me out. I'm uh, Grumpy Old Guy seventy eight. Um, if you want to, you know, jump in, do a mission, and you know, have some fun. I'm excellent. Yeah, you know, I'm there a fair bit when I get the free time. Excellent. Yeah. Now, we've also got a little trick for us on Google Stadia. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Reported by Forbes.com, Google Stadia is now free for everyone. 
but there is still strict limits on the devices that you're allowed to use Google's game streaming service with Apple iPhones and iPads remain officially off limits. <laughs> <laughs> but a clever workaround allows you to play uh, Stadia games completely wireless on an iPad using the Stadia controller. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Earlier this week, Google finally uh, delivered on one of the its pre-launched promises, namely the ability to use the Stadia controller wirelessly with any computer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That facility combined with Apple's uh, sidecar technology means Mac owners can now play Stadia on iPad with the wireless controller as first spotted by... A Lochner? A Lochner on Reddit. Thank you. Yeah, I think... Sidecar allows Mac owners to use their iPad as a secondary display, if you drag the Chrome browser window onto the... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That was my smoke alarm. Is it your smoke alarm or your battery thing for your internet? <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point. No, it wouldn't have been my battery thing for my internet. It's not beeping now, so the smoke has gone away. Yeah. <laughs> that, half, that half the house burnt down. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I know. I was just making <laughs> sure that everything's switched off. Do you want to go for uh, a walk? Uh, it's all right. I'm sure uh, the owner of the house can uh, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> Abandoned ship, <laughs> David says. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Hello, That's right. David. <laughs> Women and children last. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Where was I? Uh, If if you grab the Chrome browser window. Yeah, onto the iPad and maximize the browser window, you have full screen Stadia on your iPad. Albert one with black bars at the top and bottom of the display as the iPad aspect ratio doesn't neatly fit most games. You might... Imagine the latency latency caused by using a cloud gaming service on a wireless display with a wireless controller would be chronic. <laughs> but in my test with a 2008 iPad Pro, it worked remarkably smooth and even fast-moving racing games such as Dirt. Oh, I love Dirt. <laughs> um, it would be a, a brave choice for games where uh, latency is absolutely critical, such as Destiny 2, but for most games, the lag would barely be noticeable. The big question is why? Why use iPad's display when you've surely got a bigger Mac display to, uh, to hand? Well, if that Mac is fixed to a desk, for example, you might want to enjoy a more leisurely gaming session with the iPad on the sofa. It's a good point. That's right. Perhaps more importantly, it's a proof of concept that Stadia works smoothly on the iPad. Begging the question, how long will it be before Stadia is officially supported on Apple mobile devices? To be clear, there is already a Stadia app for iOS, but it's only a storefront. Uh, You cannot play games via the app. 
There Google, we go. Yeah, that's right. Hey, Kylie. Uh, Google has begun uh, broadening the number of mobile devices that are Stadia compatible, although adding iOS support is likely to be more of a um, political problem than a technical one. <laughs> Considering... They're getting you know, on at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know... Will Apple demand a cut? Um, that's, it's okay. Yeah, all right. Now, now we're talking brass tacks, aren't we? Um, will uh, Apple demand a cut of any game Stadia players purchase via an iOS device, for instance? That's a cut Google is unlikely to want to hand to a rival. Yeah. However, the presence of a rival streaming games service such as Shadow in the App Store will give Stadia players hope that the full iOS, iPad OS support is not a pipe dream. <laughs> can so, only look, hope, eh? Well, we can only hope. And look, I can't see why they can't work together. Yeah. You know, yes, they've had their differences in the past, but oh, look, I'm saying this, but, you know, PlayStation and um, Microsoft with Xbox are, are still only allowing certain games to be uh, cross-platformed, yeah. and that's only happened in only happened this year. Yes, you know, so it's taken this long for those guys to allow that to happen. Let's see what happens with Google and Apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can live in hope. That's right. <laughs> um. How to stop macOS Catalina showing up in your software update? So in your dock down the bottom, you have got your little system preferences icon with the red number one, for example. Hang on, are we missing? Down. Are we missing another story from entertainment? No, nah, because we did those. Like the, the they're old Apple, ones. They're, oh, okay, cool. They're cool, old cool. ones. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Um, yeah, how to stop? So to do it, this is our how-to part. We yeah. quit out of system preferences. We launched the terminal application on the Mac found in applications slash utilities folder. Enter the following command at the terminal command, which is sudo software update space hyphen hyphen ignore quote Mac OS Catalina quote hit the return, then add, add your admin password. Hit return again to execute the command with super user privileges and reopen system preferences and the Catalina update will no longer show as available. Now, macOS Catalina update will remain hidden from the software update on the Mac until this setting has been changed, which we'll discuss below. With macOS Catalina no longer taking up primary software update screen, you'll continue to be formed of incoming software updates like security updates or Safari updates or iTunes. And for the, currently ver uh, the current version of macOS you're running, if you have ignored the macOS Catalina upgrade, you can also continue to selectively install software updates via Mac Software Update. Any future software updates that are not Catalina will continue to be available or installed automatically have you have that feature enabled. Now, I've done this for our machine that I don't want to update to Catalina, which is the one that's running OBS for our streaming and stuff. Yep. Um, when I did this, the red number one circle is still remained in the system preferences in the dock, but when you go in there, it doesn't say 
Catalina's available, Catalina's available, Catalina. It just shows yeah. you the other updates, which is great. Yeah. And it's the steps and images are in our link in the show notes, of course. Excellent. Yeah. And then uh, we've got another how-to. Uh, to enable enable startup boot sound chime. Yeah, so you get the jing on, when you turn on your, your Mac. Mace. Yep. Yeah. So you, so I love this sound, by the way. <laughs> yep. I, w- I wanted to make it my message tone, or you yeah, know something I like done that. that. For you yet, have I? I've well, we haven't mine. worked it out. No, yeah, I know you've done it to yours, and of course. <laughs> <laughs> so um, want to re-enable the startup boot chime sound effect on your new Mac. You can do that with a command line um, stringing entered into the Max uh, terminal. As you may know, new Max default to not making the startup boot chime sound effect. This is in contrast to every prior Mac model, which included a boot sound effect. So, one, open terminal, application on the Mac through Spotlight, launch pad, or the utilities folder. Two, at the command line prompt, enter the following pseudo uh, NVRAM. Non-volatile, it stands for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pseudo NVRAM, startup mute, um, what do you call that? Equal, Equal percent zero, zero. That's right. Which I'm... Now going to do it on my laptop after the show. <laughs> um, hit the return key to execute the command, then provide admin credentials when requested as necessary to use sudo. Number four, Michael, take it away. Enable the boot chime on your Macs with the terminal command, and to confirm the startup boot chime is working, restart the Mac as usual. Turn it on from an off state, and it definitely mm. works. I did it to me. MacBook Pro that I've got. Woohoo. It's excellent. I love that sound. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I love about that sound so much as well is in Wally. Yeah. Um, every morning when he uh, wakes up, he goes out, gets the sun. Yeah. yeah. And uh, makes the boot sound. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was very well done yeah. of uh, Pixar. Yes, yeah. <laughs> to appreciate where it all came from. That's right, where it all started from. Yeah. <laughs> so, ABC Australia, your money explained newsletter. Also, sorry, it yeah. also it also shows that uh, even when the world has been depopulated, Apple is still trying to save it. <laughs> <laughs> Your Money Explained is a newsletter helping you to navigate the coronavirus financial crisis. Welcome to the ABC's new new newsletter all about money. We're here to help. It's fair to say that 2020 will go down in history for millions of Australians as a huge blow to our personal and collective financial security. We understand that this is a frightening and uncertain time for most of us when it comes to money, so we're here to help you get through this. The newsletter is aimed at helping you uh, and your loved ones with all aspects of managing your money right now as well as for the months and years ahead. 
Each edition of the newsletter will be packed with timely, practical stories from our experienced economics and finance reporters across the ABC and include plenty of information from experts. We're also taking your questions. Whether you need information information about budgeting or saving or navigating life with a reduced income or understanding what is happening with your insurance or super, ask away. Tell us what you need to know about managing your money and we'll do our best to help. Just visit abc.net.au forward slash money and use the form to submit a question. In the meantime, hang in there and keep in touch. Emily Stewart, aka Sensible Emily. And there's a subscription uh, again in the show notes. Yep. So, yeah, that's one way of getting people involved and just trying to help them understand what's going on money-wise because it's all going to go... It's all going to be different for a couple of years, not just a couple Absolutely. of years. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a whole heap of things. You know, if you take your money out of your super, how long that's going to, you know, how that's going to affect you at the end of... Yeah, 40 years away, that make a huge difference you yeah. know, if you haven't caught it up. So, yeah, awesome. just those challenges rock on. Yeah. Apple releases support advice for AirPod Pro users with a crackling audio and noise cancellation issues. 9 to 5 Mac reports there has been a recent upswell in complaints from AirPod Pro owners that their earphones aren't quite working as well as they did when they first got them. So I don't know whether this was caused by some little, you know, firmware upgrade that's been pushed to them yeah. or whatever, because it sort of all came on all of a sudden to everybody. Do you have uh, the AirBud Pros? I, I don't have the Pros, no. no. But I, mean, I, I don't I, have I know, I, I've, I've heard of a couple of other podcasts where they were talking about the issue before this yeah. became a thing. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I don't have the Pros either. I've just got the regular ones, yeah. so I wouldn't know. Once this issue making waves on the Apple forums is that users are noticing crackling noises coming from their earbuds. This week, Apple has released a couple of support articles that specifically mention troubleshooting steps to try. For users experience issues with active noise cancellation or the crackling static noise. So if you are having issues with your AirPods Pro, try these remedies first. If the product continues to misbehave, we recommend contacting Apple support online and pursuing device repair replacement. The AirPods Pro launched in October 2019 and are therefore still covered under Apple's manufacturer's warranty. In the first support article, Apple suggests steps if your AirPods Pro are making crackling or static noises. Firstly, you should check that your connected iOS device or Mac is up to date. A recently uh, released new firmware for the AirPods Pro themselves, which will automatically download and installed on the AirPods, are left connected to the product for a little while. Then Apple suggests isolating problems relating to audio interference in the environment and trying out different audio, trying a different audio app. If the problem persists, Apple says to contact their support teams, especially if the issues arrive in loud environments with exercise or while taking a phone call. Uh, the AirPod units, which do not exhibit the issue. So, yeah, you know, it's just a matter of just trying to go through the process before you ring Apple, because they're going to ask you the questions anyway. So That's right. Now, if you've got active noise cancellation assistance, Apple again recommends updating your operating system to the latest. 
then clean the mesh on the top of the AirPods Pro using a dry cotton swab. Apple says noise cancellation performance can be impacted if the mesh gets gummed up with earwax or other debris. The cleaning step, that's because it's actually listening inside to how loud it is. Yeah. If you remember that, it's got that extra microphone there. Yeah. Now, the cleaning step should be useful if you have noticed a loss of bass response or an increase yeah. in the amount of background noise, e.g. airplane sounds. I don't know how you get airplane sounds because we haven't been on one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that the active noise cancellation setting fails to remove. If you clean the product and you still think your experience worse than normal noise cancellation, contact Apple support, of course. They're here to help. Now, story five... You go, go for it. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> Samsung confirms critical security issues for millions. Um, every Galaxy after 2014 affected. Jeez, I wish my dad was watching this at the moment. Um, I comment about that at the end. Okay. <laughs> Not your dad. Forbes, but... <laughs> <laughs> Forbes just starts writing about me, old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forbes.com, again, this month's security updates from Samsung have started rolling out. If you own a Samsung smartphone that was sold from late 2014 onward, you'd better hope that update hits your device soon. Why so? Only the small matter of a perfect 10 critical security vulnerability that can enable um, arbitrary remote um, code extraction or RCE. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If um, exploited, oh yes, and the arbitrary RCE can hit, uh, can happen without any user interaction needed, as this is a zero-click vulnerability. And if you think that sounds pretty serious, and it is, there's more to come. The vulnerability affects every Galaxy smartphone uh, that Samsung has made from late 2014 onwards. This is not a pick on Samsung message. This is so you can warn your friends that, that have a Samsung. <laughs> or family. That's right. <laughs> I'll definitely be making a phone call and reading that to my father. Um, yes. <laughs> it is critical. Story six. Uh, yeah, what I know, same thing. Yeah, now I've got a, definitely got a story, another story. Um, yeah, what happened here? Oh, it's about uh, Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just different headline, but uh, it's yeah. yeah it's don't know what's happened there. Yeah. So, this is for Zoom. Yeah. Uh, so this should be story six. Yes. Yep. We're about a third of the way through Zoom's ninety-day feature freeze implemented to enhance the security and privacy of the service. The 5.0 update released at the end of April took some major strides in that regard, but the service still has a way to go to clear up every concern. Zoom announced uh, May 9, uh, sorry, announced that a May 9 update will enable a number of features to help free account users combat Zoom bombing. And even more surprising, given the aforementioned feature freeze, the service is adding a new transcription tool, according to Tech Radar. Now, the security update, let's tackle that feature first. 
as the offensive and troubling Zoom drop-ins to Zoom calls called Zoom bombings have been one of the more attention-grabbing problems for the video chat service. They've especially caused problems with so many schools turning to it as the best video conferencing app solution for teachers to keep in contact with students. What Zoom is implementing on May 9 is simple the defaulting free or basic accounts to security features that were previously available to paid subscribers. The primary example is requiring passwords for all meetings, but it's also instituting waiting rooms and host-only screen sharing as the default as well. Zoom bombing appears to be mostly people simply taking advantage of relatively predictable room codes, which is just a set of numbers. Yep. These steps should largely eliminate it. Now, the Zoom transcription. So what's the explanation for the new feature during the supposed freeze? This is actually an integration with an existing service called otter.ai, which allows users to transcribe meetings in real time. So in order to make use of the functionality in Zoom, you'll need both a subscription to Zoom Pro or higher, as well as a subscription to Otter for Teams. In your Zoom meeting, you will now see an otter.ai live transcription button in your chat window. Clicking it will take you over to a live video meeting notes page on otter.ai website where you can view, highlight and comment. Uh, and add photos to the live meeting transcription, which can be shared with others. So that just means you don't actually have to sit there and type the notes. You can just go through and edit them at the end. <laughs> Excellent. So this has been an invaluable piece of gear mm-hmm. through this, these times. Even for us, we're on it right now. Yep. You know, uh, I know the school I've, I've done zoom meetings with staff and and stuff like that and that's just been so good yeah and so if it's these little things that they need to fix when they were absolutely bombarded yeah. where everyone just thought right this is what we're going to do and this is what we're going to use yeah and it hasn't really collapsed you know it's just been able to really just get a get on board and help everybody yeah it's amazing yeah. and they've done like yes they had a problem yep. and yes they're fixing them yeah, that's right. Right. Uh, so, very important. Well, do- well done, I yes. think. Yep. Oh. Well, like we had a um, Zoom 21st birthday party for a little while the other day. That's last, right, yeah. Um, one of the guys, one of the podcasts I listened to, he had a Zoom wedding the other day in the States. Wow. Whereas um, two, two of his friends um, got married on Zoom. Yeah. And he said... He was just there playing, playing video games. Yeah. And he went, oh, "It's wedding time. Stop. Put the put it up on the big screen. Watch the wedding." And they all got hellos and blah blah blah. And then as soon as the wedding was over, he turned off and started playing his games again. Fantastic. <laughs> so I like the roll. Yeah. So uh, that's all I've got this week at the moment. Yep. Yeah. So don't forget our show notes. Link each week on the show upload. The link being aussiemaczone.com.au yeah, yeah. AMZ three three four forward slash. That's it. Yeah. There you'll see the last six weeks of show notes. Email us at Michael Orzan <laughs> at aussiemaczone.com.au. That's right. Uh, 
Don't forget to look us up on Apple News because we put some more up there. I've been putting a lot, Spotify, a lot more up. Yeah. Apple Podcast. But most importantly, thanks to our supporters, you, our listeners. Absolutely. Very important. Over to you for the sign-off, my friend. So, guys, thank you very much once again. Stay safe. And remember, Apple Day keeps the androids away. See ya. Thank you.